This is Gino Andrews with Laughing Out Loud. We've all heard it said before, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But when it comes to career moves in the entertainment industry, it's bizarre how far off we can be when it comes to our perceptions of who we think can or can't help us. For example, when I had dinner with the founder of Walden Media, I thought I was going to be dealing with a creative mogul who could greenlight my next picture. The truth is... He's a money guy. He moves billions from one bank to another for a percentage. It just so happens that instead of real estate properties, he buys and sells intellectual properties. The peons in the company, you know, the producers and directors who only make millions, they're the ones who can actually help me. If I wanted a green light from the founder of Walden, I'd probably be better off crashing the company Christmas party. But what's truly shocking is when you find out that someone thinks that you can actually help them because of your position, when in the end, they couldn't be further from the truth. One day, years ago, I got a knock at my door from an old girlfriend whose perception of me was that I could help her new boyfriend's career as a rock drummer. She told him that if he and I were like jamming in a band together, that we could like make it as rock stars. Well, I don't know what she told him, but this guy looked up to me like I was Bono from U2. She asked me if he could audition for my band. I told her I really wasn't playing all that much anymore, but that if I was ever up in Santa Barbara where they were living with her two kids and his grandmother, I'd look them up and maybe we'd get together and jam. He thanked me profusely, and after kissing the ring on my finger several times, they took off. Well, a few months later, I was going up to Santa Barbara to see a friend graduate. To make a long story short, I called the old fling and her new drummer boyfriend, and they arranged for me to jam with some of his friends. Now, there are good jam sessions, but truthfully, mostly just bad ones. In this situation, they had scrounged up about five guitar players, two bass players, a couple of drummers, and enough alcohol to rival the Spinal Tap reunion tour. Everyone in the room was turned up way past 11. The noise was excruciating, and at one point, I leaned over to one of the guitar players next to me, and I yelled, what song are you playing? An hour after we'd finished pushing the boundaries of our human pain tolerances, my old girlfriend asked, so, did he pass? Does he get the job? I truly didn't know what to say. Before I could give my answer, her boyfriend stepped in and said he was embarrassed to play with those guys, but that he'd already set up another jam session with his own band back at his place. Now, I'm learning the art of saying no in my life, but I admit, back then I was pretty rusty. The next thing I knew, I had another guitar slung around my neck, and I was jamming with the second string of drunken rock stars. However, unbeknownst to me, the guitar I was using belonged to the lead guitarist in the band who was not invited to this little jam session. What happened next was something straight out of a movie. In the middle of this song, the guitar player came bursting through the door, screaming at me like I was trying to steal his job. The drummer started yelling at him, Dude, you're ruining my big chance. They started to fight, and as they dragged each other out of the front door to continue what I could only assume happened on a semi-regular basis, the grandmother of the drummer pleaded with me to help her hide the guns. In a flash, she was handing me rifles and shotguns guns to run from one end of the house to the other where I was hiding them under her bed. 
looking back now, it's rather humorous, but at the time I remember thinking that if this is the safest place, maybe I should climb under there and hide with the guns. Well, eventually the cops came, arrested them both, booked them for being drunken and disorderly and carted them away. The irony, of course, is that they didn't need me to help them become rock stars. They'd reached the pinnacle of their success right then and there. Winston Churchill said, success is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. Certainly that day, every last drunken one of them lived up to that quote, which reminds me of a joke. These two guys are fishing on this quiet lake, their lines cast out and quietly torquing the reels on their fishing rods. After a long silence, the one guy says, man, it's been so long since I've had sex. Well, the other guy says, you're married. Is something wrong with her? He said, yeah, she's got this acute case of gonorrhea and we haven't done it in a really long time. Well, they keep fishing and the one guy says, well, you know, if it really gets bad, you can always have oral sex. The guy says, nah, she's got this acute case of pyorrhea, disease of the mouth, so that's no good. The guy says, ugh. Well, they keep fishing, and then the guy says, well, if you really get desperate, you can always go back door. And the guy says, no, she's got this acute case of diarrhea, so we can't do that either. The guy says, oh, that's terrible. What's she good for? The guy tugs on his fishing line a little and says, well, she's got worms. That's my joke for this week. I'm Gino Andrews with Laughing Out Loud.